Good morning. It is so great to be with you all this morning. And I just want to, before I kind of get into it, I just want to say a great big thank you to Pastor Mike and Don. And so I just adore them. They Don was some of the first uh, people, women that I met. And I was just so inspired just by her leadership and just the, the influence that she holds, both her and her husband, they hold here in North Texas and was just so in, incredibly excited to meet them. And then I got to meet Pastor Sean and Krista. And first of all, is Krista not like the best worship leader like ever? I'm like, I've heard her a couple times and every time I'm just like, that girl can sing. I'm like, wow, here's what I, here's what I thought. Okay, Lord, if I could just stand by her in the choir of heaven and you're right. And that's just what I can sound like. And I'm a worshiper by heart, but I can't sing and I can't carry a note to save my life. But um, anyway, I just adore your pastors here and I'm just so grateful and thankful that um, they invited me here this morning just to kind of spend some time with you. And And I love this concept of being renewed and what renew means. And, and I love that when you start to think about it um, and what it means, that it just, it, it goes to kind of the deepest parts of your soul. And here's what I'm glad. I'm glad we're not talking about New Year's resolutions, right? Been there, done that. Um, um, I, I would always make them because I mean, I don't know, maybe it was the thing to do. And you thought, well, if I don't do it and if I don't put it on Facebook, then does it really count? I mean, I, I, you know, and so, but I would never go past about February, about February. I was like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not really going to do that anymore. And then I just got to where I would do them knowing I was never going to fulfill them. Right. Um, but I laugh because, you know, people will put it on Facebook. Now, listen, if you're one of those people that put your new year's resolution on fa- Facebook, there's no judgment, okay? But I just want to tell you, here's it is. People are like, I'm going to walk into 2023 and I'm going to run and I'm going to read 179 books and right, I'm going to eat I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to no more carbs. I'm like, what kind of life is that? That's no life. <laughs> you know? And then they're like, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to cook more." So that's not a life for me. I'm like, that's not going to be mine. Right. And then I'm like, I'm going to say no. So I can say yes. And, and all of these things and I can read them. And I'm just like, I'm exhausted just reading all of y'all stuff. Like I just, I can't even accomplish any of that. Like I, I need way more than 12 months, but then there's this word renew. But then all of a sudden, when you're talking about what that means, and I, I think it's like something in our heart and in our soul that kind of just goes, yeah, yeah, this, this challenge to be renewed. Cause I don't know about you, but maybe 2022 was a hard year. Maybe things happened in 2022 that were unexpected. Maybe things didn't happen in 2022 that you thought were going to happen. And so you're coming into 2023 going, I probably need a few things in my life renewed in my mind and my spirit and my soul and my heart and my story because things just kind of didn't turn out like I thought it would. And I think we can, our hearts and, and our minds and our souls can go, Lord, I need it. God, I don't know that I can do 2023 without it. If you don't come in and renew my mind and renew my heart, I don't even know that I can do 2023. So I think it's a good thing that at the beginning of the year that we're talking about what it means to be renewed. Today we're going to be in the book of Ruth. But we're not going to talk about the story of Ruth. I'm actually going to talk about the story of Naomi. You know, the book is written actually from Naomi's point of view. 
And so just like Amanda said, today's sermon title is finding hope when you don't like your story. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life that I didn't like my story. I just needed to be honest and be real. And I didn't like the way things were going. And it wasn't a story that I would have chosen for myself and one that I would have written, but yet there I was. So we're going to look at this story of of Ruth and Naomi, and it's just told in really four short chapters. But make no mistake that in these four chapters, there are unexpected turns. There is deep sorrow and unclear next steps. And the list goes on. But then we see very quickly, it seems to tie it up in chapter four with this realization that God is loving that God is faithful, that God will restore and he will renew your story. So we're going to read this verse and it's in uh, Ruth four. So this is the last chapter and we're getting towards the very end. And this is the verse, Ruth four verses 14 and 15. The women said to Naomi, this is Naomi's friends, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. Can we bow our heads this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that we can take a story that we've heard again and again. And Holy Spirit, you will illuminate something inside of it that will cause, that will attach to our hearts. So Lord, I pray this morning, Lord, that I am just a vessel. Lord, that you speak what it is that you want to speak. Holy Spirit, that you have your way this morning in everything that we do and everything that we say. We give you these next few moments. Lord, we lean in and we open our hearts and we open our ears to what it is that the Holy Spirit wants to say today and the things that he wants to renew in our hearts. In the powerful name of Christ, amen, amen. So the book of Ruth begins with a lot. All of a sudden, in in really just the first few verses, we see very quickly that Naomi has lost her husband. And then immediately the next verse, it jumps 10 years. And now she has lost both of her sons and is her and her two daughters. And what is happening is because of the death of the husband and the sons, they're now going to have to pack everything up and they're going to have to move. And she tells her daughter-in-laws, in fact, she calls them daughters. This lets you know that there was a very close relationship between Naomi and, and her daughter-in-laws. And she says, here's the thing, go back to your own home. Maybe you can find joy and hope and a happy life again. So you might as well just go. And she tries to send them there. And what, but we know that Ruth ends up staying with Naomi and they move. And what happens is in this move, they have lost protection, security, provision. Because all of these things happen when the, when the head of the household had died. And so here they are. And how are they going to eat? And how are they going to live? And what are they going to do? And what is this next move going to look like? And then they realize that they have a family member of Naomi's husband, Boaz, that has fields. And then the chapters begin to tell the story of Ruth and Boaz. But I can tell you this, because it kind of seems on the outside that, oh, well, things just came around and just seemed to come full circle. Like in just four short chapters, look what happened. But I can tell you this, this was not the story Naomi wanted. I can tell you that with certainty. 
and confidence that this is not a story that she wanted to live. And in the end of chapter four, we see that now there is this promise of this renewed life. But we have to think about, well, what is really the definition of this word? Because why was it that Naomi needed renewing? What was going on in her life that at the end of chapter four, when everything seems to come back around, that it uses the word renew. So the definition really that we're going to concentrate on this morning for renew is this, to give fresh life or strength to revive. I can imagine in Naomi's life that many things had died in her heart. I can imagine that hope was gone. Dreams had died. Her future looked bleak. Joy, security. In fact, so much so, I want you to listen to what she says in Ruth 1, 13, when she's telling her daughters to return home. She's like, return home, my daughter. I'm too old to have another husband. Listen to what she says. Even if I thought there was still hope for me. We see this destitute despair right there in that. And then she begins to say, well, what? Even if I had a husband, right? And even if I had gave birth to sons and they grew up, are you going to remain unmarried so that you can marry them again? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than you. And then she says this, because the Lord's hand has turned against me. She really believed that. I don't know about you, but you can actually hear the heartache. Can you hear the heartache as she is saying that? It comes out so strong, but I'm telling you, there is heartache mixed in that. And you can hear the grief and the disappointment of this is not how my story was supposed to go. God, I never saw this coming and I didn't know that this was going to happen and I didn't know this was going to take place. And this is not what I would have chosen But many times when the Bible says the word renewed and renewing, it's talking about a present tense. And here's what this means. This means it's active, that we are not just going to just one time go, we've been renewed. Hallelujah. It's going to last me for your, you know, 10, 20 years of the rest of my life. But this concept in the word of God, really, when you hear the word renew or renewed or renewing, it tells us that this is something that is supposed to happen on a continual basis. And that there is a practice that we can put in place to get to a place where we can be renewed by the Holy Spirit. And so I want to read just a few verses really quick. And I want you to listen to what it's talking about before it says it's going to get too renewed. And then listen to how it says. Psalms 51 says this, created me a pure heart, O Lord, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Isaiah 40 says this, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Romans 12, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Second Corinthians says this, therefore do not lose heart though outwardly we are wasting away yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Colossians three says this and having put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of our creator. 
So you see in these verses, this, this pattern of being renewed and renewing. We see this, that it involves repetition. But all of these scriptures start with the practice. There is something that is happening before you're being renewed. You're in a constant place where you're like, create in me a clean heart, Lord. You're putting yourself before the Lord. And then it talks about that you're choosing to put hope in the Lord and you're going to renew your strength. And it's talking about don't conform to the pattern of this world. You want to be renewed and you want to have renewing in your mind and your heart and your soul and your spirit. You want those things to be renewed. Then you've got a part in this. Now make no mistake, the Lord and the Holy Spirit, he wants to renew you. But you have a part to play in this. And we see that in these scriptures. So it is this process that I want to talk to you about today. There's a couple of things that really, that I believe that if we can do this and we can be in a place where maybe we don't like our story and hope is just gone and we have our minds and our emotions and all of this that needs to be renewed. But what happens is this can be a very hard place. To find renewal. When you are disappointed. And when you are discouraged. When you are angry. When you are hopeless. When you are in despair. When you are hurt. When you are in depression and anxiety. And fear. It is very hard. To walk to the place where the Lord can renew you. I've been there. And it's very hard. And so I think through the life of Naomi, we can see a couple of things because I think just like Naomi, life is hard, (laughs) right? Please don't tell me I'm the only one, right? The rest of you are just walking through, walking through, tiptoeing through the daisies, right? Well, guess what? That hasn't always been my life. And there have been unexpected things and unforeseen circumstances and times that I felt like the rug was pulled out from underneath me and I never saw it coming. And then I was angry at God saying, you should have told me the rug was going to be pulled out from underneath me. (laughs) But he did it. And I don't see his hand. And what happens is we can feel those things deeply and it begins to steal our hope. It can diminish our faith. And I think that's where Naomi was out. And it could actually make us feel that God's purpose and his presence has completely disappeared from our life. And what happens is we can see it on other people. You ever been there, right? Where you're like, I don't get why this, why is it happening for everyone else but me? And I think that we can talk about a couple of things. Because if not, what's going to happen is we're going to stay in that story longer than we were supposed to. We're going to stay in a story of defeat and and a story of weakness and a story right? That we just can't crawl out of a story that a chapter in our story that we've just been stuck in that we just can't move beyond. And I'm telling you, that's exactly where the enemy wants you. He wants you to be stuck. He doesn't want you moving forward. He doesn't want you getting to a place where you can be renewed by the Holy Spirit. Because what happens when we are renewed by the Holy Spirit, it's us finding truth. And he doesn't want us to know God's truth. He wants you to be like, well, you determine your own truth. That's what he wants you to do. And he wants you to doubt God's truth. 
So there's two practices today that I want to talk about, and it's about this reflection and reminders. So let's look at the life of Naomi. Naomi. You know, I'm, what I, the kind of reflection I'm talking about today is a healthy reflection. Because healthy reflection is looking back so that the view looking forward is even clearer. That's what healthy reflection is. Healthy reflection is you not going back and staying back there. Healthy reflection is so that I may move forward. I have to look and know where I'm at. You know, we heard earlier that Naomi, right, was saying that she had felt that God's hand had turned against her. I want you to know how far she had fallen because then in verse 20, she tells her friends once her and uh, Ruth moved back, she tells them, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. The Lord has afflicted me and brought this upon me. I think Naomi had a choice whether she was going to stay there. It's about choices, isn't it? She could have stayed in bitterness. She could have stayed in anger. She could have stayed in despair. And this place where she felt like God had abandoned her. Could you stay in that place so long and you begin to turn your heart away from the Lord and your heart becomes hardened towards him. If you begin to stay in those kind of places and she really was in her feelings in the moment that she is speaking these words. You ever been there? (laughs) Listen, all the women in the room should have said, And then all the men, all the husbands in the room were like, oh yeah, she has been, trust me. (laughs) Here's what I laugh and I tell people, uh, women sometimes I'm like, listen, did y'all, did y'all think that God made women and then all of a sudden he stood back and was like, oh my goodness, they're so emotional. I did not mean to make them that emotional. No, God made us as women to feel things deeply, right? Because there was a plan and a purpose in that. But what can happen is that we can just be in our feelings and we can be so stuck there. And you can think, I just don't have any more strength to believe. Like I, I, it's just not in me. I don't have it anymore, God, to believe that you are good and to believe that you are faithful. And I can't believe God that you still have a purpose and a plan for my life because I'm not feeling it. Lord, I don't see your hand working in my life. So I just don't believe that you're working on my behalf. God, I don't feel like you see me. I don't feel like you love me. I don't feel like you are showing me care and concern. And I don't know about you again, but I've been there. I've been in those places where My head knows better, but my heart is hurting. That my heart is tired and my heart is overwhelmed. And this kind of self-reflection can be very humbling. (laughs) It can be very humbling. But yet this, this kind of reflection that I'm talking about is necessary. Because for you to move forward and get to a place where the Holy Spirit can renew you, you have to go where am I at? What am I struggling with? What are the things, God, that I am dealing with down deep in the deepest parts of me that maybe not a lot of people know about? But God knows and God sees. And there is something about that reflection when we can bring it into the light. Reflection is best done in prayer. It really is. 
there is something about just setting. I'm just talking, I'm just talking about wherever it may be, right? And you just start to enter into a conversation with God and you begin to reflect on what your heart is feeling and the emotions that are going through your head. Here's what I tell people, be honest with him. He knows anyway. Don't try to cover it up, right? And go, oh Lord, no, you are good. You are faithful. And I did, and all the while your heart is screaming. You are not good. You are not faithful. And I have not seen your hand and I cannot believe. And this is where I'm at. Be honest with him. Set in front of him and say, this is where I have struggled. It doesn't matter whether I'm not supposed to feel this way or not. You know how many times I have said, and I have said, I'm a pastor. I should not feel this way, but guess what? I do. Somehow, Lord, I felt you have let me down. And I know that's not my truth, but God, this is what I feel. And I'm telling you, this is where I keep getting stuck is over here. This is the kind of self-reflection that I'm talking about. And that is done in prayer because you're taking your self-reflection and you're putting it there in the presence of God and at his feet. And that is the kind of reflection because reflection helps us see where we are at in the moment. And what happens is, is every time that I take this reflection and I take it in prayer and I take it to the Lord, here's what begins to happen is I begin to recognize I don't want to stay here. This is not where I want to stay, Lord. And I begin to say, Lord, you have to help me. God, I can't do this on my own. Lord, I need you to renew my mind and my spirit and my soul and my body. Because I don't want to remain here, no matter what I am feeling in the moment. Because it's that looking back to see clearer where we want to be, to what we want to change, what needs revived, what needs new life, what needs renewed. I love this verse in 2 Corinthians, and it says this, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. (laughs) That right there is self-reflection, right? They're saying, you should be doing this. This is something on a consistent basis you need to be doing. And then it says this, do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? I just wonder if Naomi begin to spend time in reflection. I just wonder if Naomi begin to say, I don't like my story. And I want my story to be full of life again and joy and hope. So in chapter two, what happens is Ruth comes to her and she's talking to her about, hey, I would like to go to the the field of Boaz. And I'd like to start gleaning it. And she lays out this plan. And in that moment, again, Ruth has a choice. She can be like she was in chapter one. And she could have said, do what you want to do because it doesn't matter. God doesn't see us. God doesn't hear us. He's not providing for us. So it really doesn't matter. Do whatever you want to do because this is where I'm at. But we see something change in Naomi. This is what Naomi says. Go ahead, my daughter. At first glance, it doesn't seem like anything, but I can almost hear her heart softening. Because I just wonder if she spent time in reflection and if she began to say, what if? Like, what if? 
The next step in this process then is to be reminded It's to be reminded of who God is and who we are in God. And I just wonder if Naomi began to think, what if God is still faithful? What if God still, after all of this, has a plan and a purpose for my life? What if God really is working things together for my good? What if God has the pen in his hand and it is about to write a new chapter on a paper? What if God is about to do that? Just what if, and you begin to see things change in Naomi to get her to a place where she could be renewed. Because what happens is then, then hope, right? Starts to rise up in us. And that is finding hope in a story that we don't like because remembering God's past faithfulness allows us to trust his future provision, right? But I get sometimes when you're there and you're stuck, it's hard. So this is where I go. Well, now then you got to get practical. Now you got to put discipline in it. Now you've got to do it when your heart doesn't feel it. And maybe you sit down and you begin to make a list of all the things that God has done for you. This is why I love journaling. I think it's very important because I'm telling there's something back. There is something about looking through the pages of a journal and realizing that God has been faithful, that God has been working in my life, even in the places that I didn't recognize it. And so begin to write pen and paper. You can just be silly things like, it's not silly, but today I woke up. I'm breathing. I'm alive. How about this one? You saved my soul. You forgave me. When I was lost, you found me. You could just set the pin down right there. But there's something that happens when you begin to be reminded of what God has done in your life. And part of this, like I said, is discipline because the Holy Spirit, he does desire to renew things in you. He wants to revive the places that are dead. He wants to go to the places that are hard. He wants to go to the places where fear keeps popping up, right? That you think you're walking in and then all of a sudden fear just. Listen to this verse. I love this verse in Psalm 77, 11, And it says this, I will remember the works of the Lord. Do you hear this in the psalmist voice? He's like, I will. It's almost as if he is saying, I will be determined. I will make the choice. I will take obedience and I will take surrender. And I will be reminded of who God is. Part of that reminding that you also need to do is whatever you're going through, you need to get in God's word and find every single scripture you can. And you begin, listen, here's what I do. So I write them on note cards. Okay. First of all, like my family knows, right? Everybody's like, don't touch mom's note cards because she will go crazy. Her head will spin around. I'm like, cause let me tell you what, those are life to me. When I'm going through a situation, right, I start writing down scriptures and I've got my, I carry them on like a little keychain. They go in my back pocket. They go in my car. There have been nights, I, they have been under my pillow and I sleep in them because I have said, I cannot, sometimes I don't remember who you are because my circumstances are too big. I'm too much in my feelings and God, you've got to renew my mind. 
And that is done by your word. There have been times I've been in my church in Kansas where it was just, it was just some bad times, right? It was just some hard times. And I'd go in the bathroom back by my office and I've got my scripture cards and I'd just read them one by one by one by one by one. And then I'd start again and I'd read them again and again and again and again. Because that is what renews your mind and your heart is God's word. Is you being reminded, God, this is who you are and this is who I am in you. Just as reflection should be partnered with prayer, reminders should be partnered with the word of God because that's where you're going to find who God is and who you are. I love this verse in 1 Peter 2, 9. And um, this is, he's talking about those of us that know Christ. And it says, but you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people. God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him to tell others of the night and day difference he's made from you. Listen to this. Here's what he says. Cause God has taken you from nothing to something. God has taken you from rejected to accepted. If that doesn't bring renewal to you to understand that this verse is saying, listen, I want to renew you. But in this process and, and through this, be honest and open and then tell the world, this is who I am. Tell them part of your story. It's okay for you to tell people, listen, I found hope in Christ Jesus and he's renewed my mind in a story I didn't like, but I don't know that I still like, but do you know what that does to a world? that needs to know the hope of Jesus Christ. I want you to do something here with me for a few minutes. First of all, from Genesis to Revelations, God's word is full of who he is. And I'm going to read a list. That, listen, first of all, this is not there. I, I could be here for hours to tell of who God is. But I want you to close your eyes with me for the next few moments and I'm going to read who God is. And I'm hoping that through this, I don't know if your heart is weary, for you're overwhelmed, if you feel unseen, I don't know what it is, feel unloved. I want you to listen to this. Close your eyes with me. Here's who the word of God, or who, here's what the word of God says who God is. It says he is faithful. He is merciful. He promises not to leave us. He does not forget you. He does not lie. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He is gracious. He is slow to anger. He's abounding in steadfast love for you. He forgives you. He's your father. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He does not change. He is a rock where you can hide. He is a safe place to rest, a shield for all who take refuge in him. He provides a way out when temptation is great. He is your creator. He is our stronghold in our day of trouble. He does not grow weary. He does not grow tired. He gives power to the faint. He is your savior. He is your redeemer. He is our confidence, our strong tower. He is our hope, our joy, our peace. He's compassionate. He's our comforter. He is holy. He is all powerful, all knowing and ever present. He is good, kind, loving. He rescues you. He defends you. He heals you. He keeps his promises. He's the lifter of your head. He is a God that bears our burden and he is a God who sees. Amen. 
Open your eyes. That same God loves you. That same God pursues you. That same God is waiting to renew you. Everything that you need and everything that you are in lack of and all the places that you feel like have died, God says, I can revive and I can renew them. But like I said earlier, I get sometimes we're in seasons, right? Where we feel unloved and unseen and uncared for, right? And abandoned and lonely and desperate and disappointed and discouraged. Because now I want to tell you who you are in him. It's, I'm telling you, the worship team set me up perfectly. They did not know what I was going to say, and I did not know what they were going to sing. But let me tell you this. God says, you are free. You are more than a conqueror. You have been adopted by me. You will never be alone. You are forgiven. You are powerful. You are redeemed. You are sealed. You are made alive. You live under grace. You are loved. You are chosen. You are blessed. You are wonderfully made. You are transformed. You are empowered. You are reconciled to God. You are strong in the Lord. You are a new creation. You are free from condemnation. You are God's workmanship. You are rescued. You are justified. You are victorious. You are equipped and you are his most valued treasure. That's who you are. That's who I am. And we have to get to a place of being reminded of who God is and who we are. So we can step into a place where God can renew us and set us on a new path. When I begin to recount who God is, when I begin to my mat with my mouth, just confess <laughs> what happens is that hope, it starts to rise. If the what ifs begin, begin to say, no, I really think that is who you are. When I begin to reflect and to be reminded and what happens is that you can look forward with assurance that even though you may not understand it and you may not know the why that God will renew you and he will renew your life. We kind of saw this in Ruth yet again in chapter two, when, uh, when Naomi, when Ruth comes back from the fields, right? And she's telling Naomi about this is what's happening. And Naomi all of a sudden says, blessed is the man who takes notice of you. The Lord bless him. And both of those statements come with an exclamation point, meaning that Naomi was going, I'm seeing God's hand. He's providing for us. This is what was beginning to happen. Naomi was beginning to see God's hand of provision and protection was still upon her and Ruth, that he hadn't walked away, that he wasn't, he hadn't turned an ear and, and, and turned his eyes from them. And then in fact, what happens is then we see Naomi, go, Naomi even go further. Now in chapter three, then, because I think she's really takes this place of being reminded that God is working because she's done some reflection and she's seeing this happen. Now she's like, listen, I just think that this is what God has for us. And this is, I'm going to tell you how to have a relationship with Boaz. And she begins to lay out this plan in chapter three. You can hear it in Naomi's voice that it is hope starting to rise up again. Because when we take reflection and reminders, 
What happens is it, put, it puts us in a place where we can be renewed. This, these moments of reflection combined with the reminders of who God is and who we are in him bring us to a place of living renewed. And this is something that we have to do again and again. It's prayer and it's God's word working hand in hand together. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Sometimes it doesn't change your story. But what it will do is when God renews you, it changes you. And that's what happens. So here we end with what we started with, right, is, is Ruth and the women are saying to Naomi. Now, here's what I want you to know. These are the same women that back in the earlier chapters that Naomi had said, don't call me Naomi. These are, so these women have walked this journey with Naomi. And they have seen God circle back around and provide right purpose and provision and security and all of these things and they 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 have watched her life be renewed so then they say this to her yet again praise be to the lord who this day has left you has not left you without a guardian redeemer that may become my new favorite word a guardian redeemer May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. Ruth 4.13 is said to almost parallel who God is in our life. That God has said, listen, I have sent you a guardian redeemer. I have sent you a son. I have sent you my son. And what? Through the work and the renewal that he's going to do in your life, then he will be made famous. When you begin to say, Jesus, take my life, that you may be made famous. God, do in me what you desire to do in me. Renew in me, God, so that I may make your name famous. And then it says, when you do that, then what happens is Jesus steps in and Jesus says, I will renew your life. And I will sustain you. And whatever else you are going through. And he renews us with three things, his Holy Spirit, his word, and prayer. Like I said earlier, I don't know. I don't know where you're at, and I don't know what's going on. I don't know what 2022 has been like for you. I don't know if you have faced some disappointments. I don't know if you have faced things in your life that were unseen, if you have faced illnesses, if you have experienced loss. And there's some grief going on right now. Maybe it's just, how about this? (laughs) It could even be that you've fallen into a place of complacency. Guys, I've been there where you're just like, I just, I don't really pray anymore. I don't really read my Bible anymore. And I just, I just go from one day to the next. And all of a sudden, then it's the next month. And then before you realize it, it's at the end of the year again. And. I'm in the same place. Here's what I want you to know today. That's not what Jesus has for you. It's not. I tell you that with all certainty and assurity that I have that the Holy Spirit is here this morning and that the Holy Spirit sees you. And he sees the things that you're struggling with and he sees maybe some things in your life that are fearful. Maybe you've got children that are far from the Lord and you're just like, I've seen no movement in it, Lord. And I've prayed for years and years. Or maybe God placed a dream inside of you. 
And somehow, because that has not turned out like we thought, that we've just let it die. And God says, it's still that same dream. And if you'll let me renew you and you'll let hope rise up in you again and realize that I am still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And that I still have a plan and a purpose for your life. And my hand is still on you. 